Okay, you ready? Here we go. Ready as I'll ever be. Okay. Welcome to episode 17 of The Fellowship. My name is Adam Hawk, your host. My resident guest, Ryan Engel, is here putting some ice in his bourbon. Just residing. It is uh, 10 in the morning, actually. You wouldn't know that by... People really didn't need to know that. Well, they kind of do, because there's going to be drinking and smoking happening. Yeah. Uh, we are taping this episode at this specific time because uh, we... Nice shoes. You too. You know, uh, <laughs> I realized that because... We make all our own clothes, and your wife makes shoes, that we're probably going to be wearing the same stuff a lot. Yeah, my wife doesn't actually make shoes for the viewers at home. Um, she uh, is a clothing designer. But well, she designs them. Yeah. Okay, very good. I was going to say, the reason that we're here at 10 a.m. when we normally shoot later in the afternoon or at night is because we reeled in quite the big fish. And uh, we are returning to film uh, The Fellowship, which candidly took a bit of a hiatus, not one that we wanted, not one that we planned, but Nick Smith, affectionately known as Dick Smith after he starts to drink, uh, picked up the old nine to five, and that meant dropping us. So we went on the search. Uh, it was extensive, it was nationwide. I think we went through 60 or 70 interviews, and uh, we found our guy, his name is Patrick Hardy. He's behind the controls right now, and if I could remember his Instagram handle, I would plug it, but I don't. So Patrick, if in you post, want, if I've you learned that uh, the jargon here is in post, in post, if you want to put it in, in throw post, that tag in there. Please do that. Yeah. Um, another thing before we bring on our guest, you have completely remodeled the boardroom. Uh, people are probably used to us sitting on different sides. Everything here was once over there. Um, I left for a couple of weeks to do something else, which we'll talk about on a future podcast. I come back, and like my mother-in-law, you've rearranged absolutely everything. Yeah. We have an old tagline um, with my group of guys that we grew up with that, uh, you know, like, the, the morning after, you're like, the, the, the slang for, did you hook up with that chick? Is like, oh, yeah, we rearranged the furniture. You know what I mean? Okay. So Thank you. You left for a little while, yep. and I uh, rearranged the furniture. So... Um, it made more sense to come this way. I walked in the warehouse one morning. And I was like, why is everything going this way? Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, so you're in a different spot. Yep. Um, I'm hoping that side of your face is skinnier than the other side. Yep. Um, well, uh, a new thing that I started in my life, uh, which again, we'll talk about later, is directly next door to Panda Express. So I have not been getting skinnier. I've been just absolutely... Question. Inhaling chow mein. Do you do half chow mein, half fried rice? Yeah, because I texted you and said, what's your go-to at Panda? Yeah. Half chow mein, half fried rice, yeah. uh, broccoli and beef, and then orange. Is that what it was? Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, how it, do you go wrong with that? I mean, yeah, it hurts afterwards, but it's yeah. good going down for sure. On that note, I would like to introduce our guest today for episode 16. He is a digital creator the co-host of Group Golf Therapy. You've seen him in a national television commercial for Century and in a Scratch TV miniseries documenting the black history of golf. He is an advocate for mental health. He is the love child of golf, the culture, and inclusion, and you can and should follow him on Instagram at Bradford Wilson Golf. Ladies and gentlemen, Bradford Wilson. Gotcha. Good note adding some more yeah. applause too. Yeah, hey. applause there. Thank you for coming Please down. Take my spot. Oh, I'm yeah. right over here. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Yeah. Slide this what an intro. Yeah. Hey, thanks. Adam, I mean, you homework. earned it. <laughs> One thing he does do good is it's his homework. Okay. So, yeah. You absolutely earned that introduction. And uh, first off, like we're so grateful that you came down. You made a long drive from Los Angeles down to San Clemente. I'm very familiar with that drive, so it's awesome to have you here. Also, I feel like you're a guy that I've not only wanted to meet, but needed to meet for a long time. We have a lot of mutual friends. Um, Ryan and you have mutual friends. You're popping up on my Instagram feed all the time, which we're going to get into in a second, which is all great. But it is absolutely awesome to have you down here. So thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. I like the setup you have. Oh, here. thank you. You were telling me, like, as I arrived, you know, the, the aesthetic is all... Uh, inspired by your mm -hmm. grandfather yeah. and like you know heyday yeah. of golf and everything i'm like this is this is a trip like this yeah. is a museum yeah. <laughs> well you know um when i was in my bachelor stage of life i had a spare bedroom downstairs and i made it my little man cave you know? got you so all this stuff was here and then as the family grows and the wife you know moves in and 
things slowly get pushed as in the garage. Yeah. And then now the garage is, is a valuable space too because things are moving and happening and stuff. So now it's like, where are we going to put this? Well, I guess we'll just bring it to the office. <laughs> I love this. What video. better place, you know? Yeah. 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 And so, I, that's a win for your wife. It's yeah. a win for us. Everyone won. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the standard shorthand for Bradford is Brad. Did you ever consider going the other way and being Ford Wilson? You know what? Uh, before I made my golf Instagram, my personal Instagram was Brad.Ford. That's a cool name. And Not that Bradford Wilson isn't, but that's... I, I, no, I love, I love my name. It's, it's taken a while for me to like walk, step into it with, with, uh, with confidence, uh -huh. to be honest with you. But um, for a long time, people were calling me, like my last name was Ford. Mm. People just didn't know. Mm -hmm. How many Bradfords do you actually know? I have personally never met another Bradford, another human Bradford. Yeah. I've met Brads, just, just Brad. hella Brads, hella Brads, yeah. or yeah. Bradley. Bradford or, is a classic. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. old school. So I, 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 on set, you know, or when I'm when I'm shooting, when I'm doing anything, they're like, "What do you prefer, Brad, Bradford?" Say, as long as the check says Bradford. Yeah, like, yeah. That, that is all. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, but yeah, I'm with that. <laughs> I mentioned that we have mutual friends, but we haven't met. This is the first time that we've spent some time together. And I, like the viewers who might not be familiar with you, need kind of a backstory. How does a guy with a New Jersey area code make it down to Los Angeles and become someone that I cannot, and I, I say this with admiration and I'm happy about it, I cannot escape on my Instagram feed. You, <laughs> you're omnipresent right now in the best way possible. So how does that happen? New Jersey to LA, and now you are a prominent influencer in the golf space um that's a that's a, a loaded question but yeah I, I mean 2015 packed up a car and drove out here and in order to like kind of get my my folks to buy into what i was doing mm. i was like yeah i'm gonna go out i'm gonna use my degree you know I'm gonna, mm. I, my, my degree is in exercise science physical therapy that's what i practiced after after college and everything um, Looks like you're still practicing. I mean, I'm practicing, uh, you know, reps. <laughs> I get, I get the reps in. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Uh, we know a little bit about that. Right, right. right. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so to, to get them to buy in, you know, I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll go and use my degree. I'll be a teacher. Mm -hmm. And I did. Mm -hmm. And I taught and I coached. And I was like, you know, like I'm, I'm involved with the kids. And then mm -hmm. as soon as I got a student that was like a stud golfer, mm -hmm. I was like, yo, yeah. I'm back. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I, I always knew golf was gonna, I won't say always. I started playing when I was 12. Um, the town that I grew up in had a public course in it. So I spent a lot of time on that course. Rad. Um, high school, kind of messed around. I was a better soccer player than I was a golfer. College, different story. I was the worst golfer on the team. Uh -huh. I was, uh, th this story is well documented, but I did not have a good experience in college as a golfer. Okay. So um, when I moved to California, left my clubs in New Jersey, got here, started coaching, started teaching, um, ha met some incredible junior golfers and fell back in love with it. That's right. So when the pandemic hit, mm -hmm. golf was like, that was the thing to do. Everything. Yeah. And I live pretty close to Griffith Park, so Wilson, Harding, Roosevelt, those mm -hmm. became like my second home. Mm -hmm. And during the, the heat of 2020, not only was it, you know, COVID was rampant, so were protests in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So after the death of George Floyd, mm -hmm. cities across America, they were doing what they were doing, and mm -hmm. Los Angeles was like the hotbed. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> I took kind of like all that energy, all of that, angst all of that aggression that i had about what was happening in our country and and how black people were situated and all that and i took that energy and put it into golf content because that was my escape like i would go i would hit the streets hard mm -hmm. i would petition i would call i would you know mm -hmm. i'm educating people i'm like i'm like really 10 toes down mm -hmm. in this thing you know, i'm trying to be a part of the movement yeah and golf was this thing that this this nut that I couldn't crack. You know, it's like this seemingly like unattainable. Like it, it, it's destined to forever be this like elitist kind of thing that I'm like, I'm gonna penetrate that. Like yeah. I, I'm gonna find a way to get mm -hmm. in here. So um, I took all of that that energy and mm -hmm. just channeled it into golf content. Yeah. Wow. And um, I I kind of took that approach because. At night, I was watching YouTube. I was watching 
uh, GM Golf, Good Good, uh, Rick Shields, Peter Finch, um, you know, these, these prominent mm-hmm. golf creators. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I don't see anyone that looks like me out yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and doing it, I, I'll, I'll rephrase. I didn't see anyone that looked like me doing it on a big stage. Mm-hmm. And I knew the talents that I had. I knew what I could bring to the table. Um, I, I was like, I, I'm going to bust this door down. Like, w- whether y'all have me or not, yeah. I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, that's kind of how it started. Yeah. That was the, the impetus for all of it. So you're inspired, you have this energy, you have this angst, and you, you channel it. It takes a certain kind of person to do that because many people who were experiencing that summer together at the same time may have felt those things but they don't have it inside of them to be like i'm going to put myself out there as a voice for it so where did that come from have you always been someone that wanted to be forward facing and be the voice of something because it's not enough to just feel something you have to be like roll the camera i'm doing it i'm going to take this on my shoulders i'm going to deal with the hate i'm going to deal with the love i'm going to sort it all out and i'm going to take that burden on so where did that come from uh that's a good question i think from from the time i was young and from from speaking to other you know entertainers actors comedians they always know mm-hmm. you know like they they yeah. know yeah like there was a a, a scene that they saw a movie a, a person that they met that encouraged them or that inspired them yeah, the candle to know. Lit, you know right yeah and for me that was danny glover in angels in the outfit oh my God, you've got dude, to be kidding me, dude! You've got to be kidding. Me. Literally, my favorite movie before you got <laughs> my before my, you got here. Yeah, <laughs> when we were testing the microphones. Yes, yes. we spoke that into existence. We Stop he's playing. five minutes before he, he said, up. "What's your favorite Danny Glover performance?" And I said, "George Knox and Angels." George and Knox. Me. George Knox is Mr. Mel- Knox. You're wanted on the field. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then he punches Ranch Wilder. Yes. Um, he oh plays my. such a good pissed off guy. Oh, and, and he does. And does his, he? When he melts oh. down to his team in the clubhouse. In the clubhouse. And goes, it was that scene. It's the best. You've yeah. all got your head so, so far up your butts you can't even see the light of day. day. Yeah, yeah. It's the best. One more loss and I'll, I can't and I'll do this. this. I, can't be- I can't believe this is happening right <laughs> now. To each and every one of we you. We were just talking about that. You're a jackass. No, I'm a pitcher. I'm a pitcher. You're a pitcher and a jackass. That's unbelievable. I want you all here by 9 tomorrow. We're going back to work on fundamentals. On the middles, in, in the, the middle, middle of the season, <laughs> dude. Yes, man, that is my all time. I cannot believe yes. that Danny Glover in Angels in the Outfit. Yeah, you're doing the wings. I yes. cannot believe that was your inspiration. Yes, uh, an infant Jordan uh, uh, Gordon Levitt. What's his name? Yeah, yeah Joseph, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Levitt. Thank you. Yeah. By the way, he peaked. That yes. was his peak. It's, oh my god. He, yeah, that, yeah. He, it doesn't get any better than playing Roger, the adopted son of Danny Glover. Right. Yeah, and yeah. we didn't even get we didn't even get to see what his Robin would have been uh-huh. in in the Dark Knight franchise. Right. And yeah. Looper wasn't it. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Five hundred days of summer. Take it. No. Uh, yeah. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Man, it was Angels he, in the Outfit. It was. It was Roger. It was Roger. <laughs> By the way, before we move off of that, because I do want to get back to how that inspired you and what what you did. The end of that movie when. Roger thinks he is getting adopted by himself, and then he goes, "What about JP?" And JP's crying, and Danny Glover says, "JP's coming, coming too. too." And they hug yeah. the three yeah. of them, and Maggie's yeah. in the background, and, yeah. and you're just like, "You know what? This is the greatest movie that's ever been made." <laughs> yeah, yo, yeah. Put some respect on Angels in the Alpha. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm gonna tell you, without that movie, I would not be sitting on this we're done here, folks. Yeah. Well, this was a great show, you guys. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. fellowship brought to you by his <laughs> two and uh, Basil Hayden. Basil Hayden. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that is so awesome. So, okay, we could do uh, yeah, I'm, an I'm hour on that, where yeah, you and I just quoted the movie back and forth to each other. But so, Danny Glover inspires you, and when that fire was lit, you're like. I'm going to do something with it now or I'm going to do something with it later because obviously you didn't see that movie at your current age you saw it as a kid right. so that it started then yeah and you're just like this has been in me forever and now it's time to come out yes mm-hmm. like re-watching that VHS tape like running it into the ground mm, yeah. rewind those were the days that they? was it man yep. it yeah. was it was <laughs> my my rotation was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm. It was Angels in the Outfield and Mrs. Doubtfire. Wow. 
Doubt what a trio great. of Doubt movies. Yes. <laughs> he had that speed rewind machine. Oh, yes. Where you yes. take it out. Yeah. Take it out. It's a you, separate machine. Boom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Done yeah. In, in, in 15 seconds. Oh, Lickety split. Boom. Yeah. yeah. So cool. I don't know if it wore him out faster or not, but. It probably did. It we'll probably never did. know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ain't too many VHS stores around. When you started putting out content, did you have any nerves about it? Like, how is this going to be received? Am I good at this yet? Because. I think we all can admit at what we do in life, we become better and better at it as we go along. Right. Yeah. So when, you, when you're first doing something like what you're doing, you don't have the luxury of like practicing in front of an empty room. Right. Your first attempts at it are getting blasted out on the internet. So how right. did that feel? Uh, I didn't care, <laughs> to be honest with you. I was like... You were on a mission. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I mean, if you go and look at my Instagram now, it's you'll see more of this, mm -hmm. right? Like you'll see like what I'm up to, the people I work with, the, the you know, photos, videos of me swinging, hitting, whatever. Um, but my page started as a meme page. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was specifically all, all of your, you know, traditional golf trope memes, uh, sans misogyny. Um, Thank you. But purposely using uh, videos and photos of black people, mm -hmm. black women, mm -hmm. black drag queens, mm -hmm. and kind of putting those exact same, you know, jokes and tropes and memes on my page. Mm -hmm. So I was like, if you're gonna come to my page, you're here for the memes, but you don't know that what the person you're looking at is a trans woman or yeah. the person that you're looking at is a black drag queen. Yeah, like, yeah. That, that's, uh, and I say this, uh, any, anyone I talk to about putting the medicine in the candy, that's what that is. Yeah. Like, you're here for the jokes, but you don't even know that you were just educated. And yeah, now, like, you see this person, you're like, there's a bigger message really behind funny. it all. Yeah. 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 Um, you just did a series with Scratch yeah. on black history. I think it was four or five parts. It was four parts. Four yeah. parts. It, yeah. it, was, wow. it was incredible. Um, you know, after the summer of 2020, we did a dive into the black history of golf as well. And one of the characters, I shouldn't say character, one of the humans that like I really was inspired by was uh, Bill Spiller, who yes. uh, he did so unheralded, much, unheralded because yeah. when people say that a path was paved, that is actually very literal in the sense that yes. someone is going out and digging up the ground and putting it down, not so they can walk on it, because by the time they're done paving it, they're too old to walk on it, so someone else is gonna walk on it for yes. them. Bill Spiller is the guy who was going to tour events and being told he couldn't play. He paved the way for Charlie Sifford. Yes. And Charlie was able to walk on the path that Spiller paved yes. because Spiller didn't get, a, he was not able to do what he wanted to do until he was 48 years old. Yes. That's three years older than Tiger is now. Right, How imagine not being able to do something that you love that you were exceptionally talented at yep until like beyond your prime year like correct and that, that's the story with a lot of those guys yeah mm -hmm. spiller sifford Rhodes, yep elder like all those guys weren't given that opportunity until they were in the, their 30s yes mm -hmm. what i particularly resonated with was he wasn't happy to be that person right he was angry and i don't think anger is necessarily a bad emotion people like to write it off as being a bad emotion but it's like this is my life yeah. like he didn't know what was going to come from it afterwards he didn't know that he was paving a path but it's like my life is being wasted because of prejudice because of segregation because of rules that i can't control yes and there's this famous picture of him sitting down iconic photograph iconic at a yeah. bench in san diego where he's sitting down and his face is on his on his uh hand and He's just been told this event that we told you you can play in, you can't play in it. Yeah, like, oh, no, actually, you can't. Yes. You can't. <laughs> and, and he thought that that was going to be his first pro event. And yes. the look on his face, I mean, it's impossible not so, to be moved by it. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's it, it tells, I mean, a picture has, says a thousand words. You can see everything that he's thinking in that photo. Absolutely. Like, this is bullshit. Right. I have worked so hard to get to this moment. You lied to me. I feel deceived. I Absolutely. Feel like, I'm so upset right now. Like, yep. what am I going to tell my wife and kids? Mm -hmm. Like. All of those things you can see on this man's face. It's, and that was that was his lived experience. Yep. And that was his experience with golf. And unfortunately, like that was probably the spark that led him to be like, I have to do something about yeah. this. Yep. But fortunately for us, Spiller is one of those people who was like, he 
like if there was a, a, a blown up photo of like the original piece of legislation, mm-hmm. Bill Spiller's signature would be the John Hancock. Absolutely, one. like yep. he would be the biggest name on that because right. he was he was so integral in in getting the. He was the catalyst. He, he was the catalyst exactly. He got that sentence out of that legislation that allowed them to discriminate. Yes. And Joe Lewis, the heavyweight champion of the world, was able to play in that tournament. Yes. Um, and Joe Lewis was taught by, oh my gosh. I, Ted Rhodes. Ted Rhodes. Yes. And Ted Rhodes' son went on to be the director of, or I'm sorry, Joe Lewis' son went on to be the director of the first tee for 18 years. Yes. So there's when we went and did our deep dive on it because we felt it was our due diligence and it was time, what happens is all of these stories are unlocked. Yeah. And But these stories didn't just appear in 2020. They've been around for decades. Right. That's the crazy part. That's the crazy part. Right. And then what you did with Scratch, and this is how I want to tie it all together, is you went to the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and you went, and you unlocked all these stories that have been around for everyone to see, and you went through the icons of black golf. Mm-hmm. What did that feel like to be able to be the person that got to do that? Man, um, firstly, I I would have had that opportunity without Maurice Allen. So I have to take my hat off to Maurice Allen. Thank you for for tapping me on the shoulder and, and bringing me onto that. Um, Maurice and I were taking different paths up the same mountain, right? Mm-hmm. Like we mm-hmm. we know that these stories exist. We know that opportunities are missed in golf for Black people specifically. So we're we're taking different paths to illuminate those things. Mm-hmm. So when I was called for this, I mean, it was like, this was like vision board stuff. Like Scratch is the PGA Tours media outlet, right? Like they, they do all of the, the fun side of golf, the storytelling, the behind the scenes mm-hmm. stuff. So this was like, when I first started, you know, making memes, I'm like, all right, what am Eventually, I'm going to put myself on camera. Eventually, I'm going to like yeah, yeah, start yeah. making an original content. Like, who do I want to work with? Mm-hmm. Scratch is one of those names. Mm-hmm. So this is a big, big, big deal. Big deal for me. Yeah. Um, and I had never been to the World Golf Hall of Fame. Always wanted to go. Always wanted to play that course. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always, whenever I hear that, I always think of that Gary Player commercial that has always been on loop. You know, like telling you to come visit the come Squire. Go- oh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but that, that's, one of those, yeah, that's one of the yeah, reasons, yeah, yeah. Totally, you know? Totally, totally. So, uh, <laughs> to, to go there, to be in the exhibit, the first, well, first of all, the World Golf Hall of Fame is like, it's exactly what you think it is. It is a museum for golf nerds. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. It's, it's this times yeah. a, a, a million. Like know? every era, everything. Yes, yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's, it's so We gotta cool. go, we gotta go. You gotta go. Yeah, we gotta yep. go check and upstairs is the African-American exhibit. So, and in, in the center of it yeah. is this, this helix, like a, like a DNA strand. Yep. And I mean, I, I couldn't look at it and tell you each person going up the, the rung, but um, you, you were able to, to walk around this, this timeline, this physical it. timeline. Interesting. Yeah. And, and pinpoint, you know, this person's story, this person's accomplishment, mm-hmm. this person was the first to do this, this person was the first to do that. And not only was it like educational mm-hmm. for me, but it felt like, I truly mean this, it felt like I was getting a hug from mm-hmm. my ancestors. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like this is where you belong, this is what you were always meant to do, to be here in this moment, to, to be a part of this story and to help to, to shape what the future of this game can look like for mm. us. And it was it was everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and that's an amazing piece that they have in there, which I had not known about until I saw your video. Um, what you're describing, that, that physical piece, it, it, does, it tells a story in a way that you can't get just by looking at pictures on a wall. It's, yes. it's very cool and what it represents, and then you see Tiger at the top of it. And, yeah. and Actually, it's it's, Tiger, so there are 14 parts mm-hmm. tiger is the second to last oh okay the last piece is an empty blank spot ah. because tiger is tiger represents you know golf as it's been for the last you know 30 years or so mm-hmm. yeah and then that last spot is like who's next 
Yeah. And that that part was like I that's got pretty, I got goosebumps. I, that just kind of gave know? me a little tingle too. Right? Yeah. <laughs> just thinking about that because it's like yeah, that like means, who's gonna be the next great? So, someone's coming. Yeah, for you sure. Know what I mean, and I, not only that, but same subject but changing gears slightly. There's a lot more coming. Yeah, you know what Absolutely. I mean. Absolutely. Because I think for the first time ever now, you know the black communities, even in like more um, urban areas. Like golf's on the radar, you for know. Sure. I mean? Like, for sure. like talk it's about a candle being yeah. lit. Yeah. You know, it's not at the for all the different reasons. Kind of like, oh, that's that's whack, or that's a right. or that's white. It's like, no, it's a thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and it's just like anything in life. You open it up to all the talents, and you're gonna get the best. Talents. The best, that's, seriously. You know what I mean. That's why it's important. It's and competition. Yeah. You know, right. and and you got some good eyes, some good hands, and some will yeah you know what i mean like and and access yeah because that's the other thing like you could take th there's a reason why like folks like joe lewis's age for example there were a ton of heavyweight uh black heavyweight champion like mm -hmm. you had the I, I, I don't know boxers like by name i, I yeah. can't pull them out like that but you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. boxing is a is a relatively low cost thing. Yeah. And the best athletes were gravitated toward that. Same right. with baseball. Right. But golf was this this thing. Like it costs money. Mm -hmm. That's it kind of my problem. Money. That's still my problem with it today, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you know, for instance, I'll try to keep the rant short, but you know, TaylorMade comes out with this driver and it's what, six hundred bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you see all over Instagram everyone's getting these big boxes with paint cans and <laughs> all this stuff and there's national tele televised ads for it and stuff and you're like well that's why it's 600 bucks yeah you right, know what i mean right, like right like homie that thing probably costs 20 bucks to make yeah you yeah, know what yeah. i mean and like i don't want to pull the the curtain back on all of it but it's like because we all have a business to run but it's like something needs to be done about that portion of sure it. and I, I mean? I, i'm starting to see it more there there yeah. are some companies that are that are doing it right by mm -hmm. by uh not wholesaling but like um like um, box sets mm -hmm. those, and direct to consumer. Those things yeah. are amazing. I think that's great for the game. Yeah. Um, but w like you were saying, you know, the 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 wave is coming, and it's a it's a cultural thing. Mm -hmm. So like that last rung mm -hmm. on the on the helix, it's really representative of like what the culture is going to look like. Because mm -hmm. there there are um, a lot of them are pro golfers, but there's also someone in there that wasn't. Mm -hmm. His name's Bill Dickey, and Bill Dickey was. Uh, an educator he was someone that saw that there was a lot of black golf talent that wasn't being mm -hmm. highlighted and invited people out to showcase their talents mm -hmm. and that's how scholarships got granted that's how uh, sponsorships were granted so like bill dickey is someone a a, a a pathway paver you know who did something that he really couldn't be a part of mm -hmm. and couldn't see take on but it, it's you know the um a, a football reference the the Mike Holmgren tree of, oh, yeah, the mm -hmm. of coaches. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So Bill Dickey has this tree now. Like he planted the seed yeah. and it's starting to take shape now. Who does that sound like? What do you mean? Sounds like you, right? Bringing people to the game. Yeah. Um, bringing people in. Like if Bill Dickey was opening up these, these doors, this is what you're doing on camera. You do it with the SEGA, Josiah. I know that you've got this new show with the SEGA. You're going to be out at another event with juniors. Like, that's kind of what you're doing, right? Is you're bringing these new people to the game. And I, I heard, I saw a video the other day where you're like, I'm always going to try to highlight people of color. Mm. I'm friends with everybody out here. Everyone has a story to tell. It's not about me being exclusive. Right. It's about me taking an underrepresented part of this community and elevating and it. Building it up. Yeah. yeah. So was Bill Dickey an inspiration to you? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you can't hear a story like that and not be inspired. Right. Um, and certainly if I've got any, even if I had 12 followers, you know, like I, I feel responsible to mm -hmm. do mm -hmm. my best with what I've been given. Mm -hmm. I, well, you gotta be proud about what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. You know I, mean? um, yeah. I don't often take inventory of it, to mm -hmm. be honest, but yeah, it's, um, it's nice to be able to unpack it a mm -hmm. little bit. Um, mm -hmm. The hope is obviously that it, you know, whatever, it is I'm doing gets bigger and better. I'm able to do more things, but um, it's always with that intent in mind. I'm, I'm centering my message, my focus on people that look like me mm -hmm. because 
there's so so much there we have so much to offer yeah um so much talent and and capability and i just i'm so proud of who i am yeah and i'm so proud of what my people can mm. do so yep. i'm always going to center that mm. that's that's just what it is no that's that's incredible that's awesome one of the cool big things that you have done was a commercial for century insurance <laughs> and yeah. i believe that this air you get insur- like good insurance rate on that they man i wish they were like <laughs> so you're our golf guy yeah and you're gonna stand here you hit this ball yeah. and then we're gonna pay you and then we'll see you later <laughs> hey that's how that hey was. <laughs> Get the name right on the check. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> One of the things that you were having some fun with when you were documenting being a part of that commercial is they, they made you go babyface. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. How was that? Man, you know what? Uh, it may not look like it, but this mustache takes a long time to grow. Oh, I am. <laughs> Truth be told, I can feel that, bro. Like, these are sparse. Yeah. These are like the, yeah. the wispiest, tiniest hairs on my face. I need, so. I need like, well... Couple reasons why I keep this mustache. One is I'm the fairest skinned dude ever. And I spent a life in the sun, yeah. and so I'm absolutely scared of it like a vampire. <laughs> and this mustache, because um, I heard you're a chapstick guy, oh, yeah. and so am I. Um, the mustache serves as a shade for my upper lip absolutely when I'm out water surfing and golfing sure. and stuff like that. And so. I need it, and it takes a while to, uh, you know, it ain't a chia pet. Right, so, <laughs> right. You know, so uh, I need to uh, nurture this. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, talk to and it. it ain't the yeah. best mustache ever, but I sure need it. So, I mean, you know, I'm with well, you. On that. It, lo- it looks great. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Be- besides having to having to get clean shaven for it, what was the experience like of being in a national spot that was airing during their PGA tournament when That's they were white? That's gotta be crazy yeah. to see yourself on TV like that, right? It is, but the craziest thing is when my parents can see it. Like I'm just I, I'll I'll just use this opportunity. Yeah, Century is only one of four that are out nationally right now, oh, which wow. is insane. Wow, um, you're you're hot right now. Uh, you know we, what made you want to come down here is what <laughs> I want to know. You know, like what did Adam promise you? Are we? What are we? <laughs> I think, I, think I said gas money. <laughs> It was one of them, you know. But hey, gas hey, yes money trip. nowadays is it, like a Bitcoin. Dude. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're right. And it was worth the trip because we got to do Angels in the Outfield dialogue together. I mean, that was that alone. <laughs> yeah. That alone made it worth yeah. it. Yeah. By the way, we did uh, we did give you a little gift. It's a, a late Christmas present. It's, it's very small. Do, it, I like it, the wrapping. It, yeah, thank you. My wife wrapped it last night. Oh, I was going Yeah, I said, do you have wrapping? She goes, Christmas paper. And I was like, okay, that'll work. You can open that on camera. Yeah, you're not going to yeah. be blown away by it at all. It's I'm just, already blown away. About all of this, okay, so. well. it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yes, I think, you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Never right. leave home without it. Yeah. You know, the four pack, pack of chapstick. Yeah. This is it. You are Mr. Chapstick. This yeah. is you. You're. Uh, thank you. You're, yeah. I appreciate uh-huh. that. You're flying your flag on it. And, yeah. uh, thank you. And our pleasure. And, and <laughs> as much as you and I bonded on Angels in the Outfield, I knew you and Ryan would bond on chapstick. This guy does not leave home without it. You can't. I, it, I told him this morning, because we, we covered this earlier, and I said, if I forget it, I quickly run an inventory in my mind. Is it faster to turn around and get it or buy a new one on my way? Yes. You know? <laughs> and I'm a big Carmex SPF 15 okay. guy. Okay. Because I need the sunscreen in there. And, man, once you start, you can't stop, dude. You can't. And I, I actually... Um one another reason I'm here, and this this all this all ties in, is your involvement with SCGA. Like I just I, I love what SCGA does. Mm. SCGA calls, I'm coming running. Just because I, I from top to bottom, I have had nothing but good experiences with SCGA. So that's that, awesome. That's the home team. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, and when I was out a couple of weeks ago at the Westside Golf Collective, I met somebody who was an- actively anti chapstick and tried to convince me that. That no way. The way to, that, but when you said once you stop or once you start, you can't stop. Yeah. That was his whole argument. Yeah. He was uh-huh. like, once we once we applied that first piece of chapstick, our body forgot how to make oils. I'm like, that is just not true. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because right. If you're walking in the desert for three days straight, right. yeah, is yeah. your body just going to your lips are going to die? Right. You know what I mean? Also, <laughs> you can apply that that completely terrible logic to everything in life. Once we started using soap in the shower, we forgot how to we naturally how deodorize. To, right. No, dude. You don't smell your ass? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, yes. 
these products exist for a reason, yes. man. Yes. Uh, so yeah, that, that argument's over. Yeah. yeah. Chapstick mind, is know? just yeah. as Sorry, important. Sorry, Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. You're wrong, buddy. Yeah. Hey, we'll send you some chapstick too, bro. Yes. <laughs> I, hey, my job at the SCGA, Ryan, is, uh, is paying off. Yeah, hey. Yeah, Effort came down for Look you. Now, that. I did want to mention this as well. You are... And I got permission to talk about this. You are starting a new show with them, or at least you guys filmed a pilot. Yeah. Um, I know that the SCGA is extremely high on you. You're high on them. Mutual Adoration Society, which is great. And they give you a vehicle to go out and do what you want to do. And you give them a space that they desperately, and I say desperately, because everyone should want to get their message out as much as possible. We should be desperate to get that message out. Mm -hmm. They want to be in the spaces that you're in. So it seems like a perfect marriage. Um, what is the show and what is the show about? And uh, if you can give us any other details on it. Yeah. That's great. Um, and this won't air for a week, so maybe the show drops before this. Hey, I hope so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and uh, if they were like, hey, you gave away the whole thing, we'll just edit this and save it for later. But cool. you can tell us about the show. <laughs> Our sure. tens of viewers won't mind. Hey. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Hey, y'all are doing numbers. That's all. <laughs> Thank you. That's Thank all. you, Bradford. Yeah. Thank Y'all do a number. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, the show is called Bradford Plays, which is insane to have my name on something. Brad. Um, it's something I've always wanted to do. I, I've wanted to host. Um, well, I mean, it's it's Southern California based, but I've always wanted to host a, a golf travel something. Mm -hmm. um, but this show affords me the opportunity to tap in with what's going on on the west side of LA, what's going on down here in San Clemente, what's going on in San Diego, what's go like I get to bop around mm. and tap into different communities mm -hmm. in golf, see all types of different people like yeah. truly what the the message is 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 shining light on di all walks of life. Mm -hmm. All types of golfers mm -hmm. because the through line is golf and the connectivity is golf. Yeah. And what I bring to it is is me, you know, like I get to showcase a little bit of personality. Yep. I get to, you know, crack jokes with people. I get to hit some balls, you know, yeah. and uh, hopefully make some some interesting conversations come of it. And and I know you will. Um, you're the right guy for it. The other cool thing is, uh, for their perspective, is they, the SCGA does so much that not enough people know about. They yeah. have member outings. They have a junior foundation. Uh, they grow their clubs, which our friend Jimmy Tropicana has done. They are involved in local and state government fighting to keep municipal golf yes. courses open and operating. Super important. Super important. So the SCGA does all of this stuff. And when you do so much stuff, it can be hard to message that. And yeah. you now get to help them message like, hey, we do put on junior clinics. We do right. bring people together through clubs. We do go advocate for you in Sacramento so you can continue to play on your golf course down here in Los Angeles. Right. And now you get to help them do that, which is really cool. It's super cool because uh, with yeah, without the future of golf is not only is it diversity, but it's storytelling, it's mm. content. Mm -hmm. Like because that's what golf is. That's what golf is. It, it's it's the stories. It's the connectivity. Yeah. And if I'm you know in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, I don't really know much about golf. I want to get into it. I mm -hmm. need to find somebody to relate to. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. years and years ago, it was like for me, it was like I had Tiger, and that was it. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't relate to David Duval. You know, I didn't relate yeah. to Jim Nance, Nick Fado, yeah. whoever. Yeah, 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 you know. Yeah. yeah. But if if there was somebody that I liked enough yeah. I would follow and listen to what that person mm. had to say so if Bradford Plays is the vehicle by which folks can learn a little bit more about the SCGA and all the inner workings of what's going on mm -hmm. within the SCGA then I'm proud to do that that's, that's awesome. awesome yeah and there's this thought that oh what does a golf association do a governing body who wants golf governed oh I can just sign up and get my handicap but it's like no this thing is actually important it's actually yeah. serving the betterment of not only golf but society because golf does so much good yes. that people just instantly write off because if you don't play it you think that it's something that it's not mm -hmm. and you don't understand the amount of different types of people that get to come to the course get to play affordable courses make lifelong friendships you're here because of golf yeah. now you and i and ryan are all friends i met ryan through golf we met patrick through golf it does so many great things and the scga can help champion that now yeah. We've talked about um, 
how many cool and big things you've done and rather quickly too considering that you started this in 2020 and you are in demand as ryan mentioned and we are very honored to have you here we were surprised that we were able to get you on the show which is great <laughs> um y'all ever see that that oprah clip where she's talking to beyonce no and she's like no you are beyonce and she goes thank you yeah. <laughs> you are bradford thank you thank that's you. a hot clip <laughs> now I want to also. I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that you host, co-host a podcast called Group Golf Therapy, and yes. you guys have some very open, candid conversations. Ooh, nice yes, like yes. that. Yes. <laughs> some very open, candid conversations. You prioritize mental health. There's yes. a quote that starts your podcast that says, "There's another kind of good health, mental health." There's something yes. along those lines. Um, on one of the recent episodes, you disclosed, and because it's public, I don't feel like I can't bring it up here. You disclosed that. In the early part of this year, not only had you taken on so much, more than you can handle, but you realized you couldn't execute it in a way that was healthy for you. Yeah. I believe in the podcast you said that your feet were not on the ground. Yeah. You were spinning. You didn't trust your instincts. You were second-guessing yourself on something as trivial as should I cook today or should I not? And you leaned on your friends for help. But what got you to a place where you felt like, I'm not in control right now. It's not as polished or great as it might look on the internet. Like I need help right now. Um, I mean, self-awareness is the, the key to being able to identify that. Mm -hmm. And it's taken a lot of work for me to even build up that, mm. that skill. Like, so some people don't have that mm -hmm. and uh, that's not lost on me. So I, I, attribute a lot of what I've learned about myself to my relationships with um, not only my girlfriend but like my family and my therapist mm -hmm. I, I've had a therapist for four years mm -hmm. and have I always like you know squeezed all the juice out of that relationship but you know what when they're there or, or when you need them they're there mm -hmm. and early part of this year I realized I was in a position where I was in a situation where I needed mm -hmm. to put my hand up and say I need help. Yeah. Um, there's, I mean, there's something to uh, being at your your lowest and deepest and darkest point and reaching out in desperation and actually having something to grab onto because a lot of people don't. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm grateful to my team right you know the, the people right. around me that i was able to do that and connor and drew were integral in yeah. all of that and it takes a village it really does and uh i mean we had to practice what we preach on the podcast yeah. right like i needed to reach out to them and say i'm not doing well mm -hmm. and they could not have been better about it mm -hmm. take all the time you need what can we do mm -hmm. can we check in with you weekly like yeah can we, do you have five minutes can we facetime right now that's the that's the type of um, support that I had um, and that's what I love about the podcast because we like to extend that same kind of you know extend that couch mm -hmm. to anyone that we have mm -hmm. on the show yeah and I mean, uh, God only knows how many people that has a possibility of reaching to just push them yeah further where they absolutely go, you know yeah because yeah. I mean as guys it's right. almost in our DNA to just build a wall up when we don't even know we're doing it yeah and you know, and, you know stuff it all down and take it all on and, yeah. well they had mentioned in the podcast that you're the type of guy on your birthday you would text and say i'll do whatever the group wants to do yeah. and so they were actually surprised when you reached out surprised and very proud that you reached out and said i need help because that according to them was not something that they expected they were more than happy to meet the need but they were very happy to hear that from you because maybe you're the type of guy who is so unselfish that you don't want to ever burden yeah. other people with your problems. So that meant a lot to them to be able to do that for you. And it meant a lot for you to have them do that for you. For sure. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I'm learning to not do that so much. You know, what does the group want to do on my birthday? Cause mm -hmm. that, that spills into other areas too. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, like, uh, and, and you know, it, it's, it's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Like you get one day out of three hundred sixty-five yeah. days, make it your own. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, don't just, give it away. Yeah, you give away a lot. Don't right. you don't have to give that away. Right, you, and it's also just about setting boundaries yeah. too, like healthy boundaries for yourself. No doubt, it's okay to say like, 
Mm. I'm not cool with that. Mm. Yeah. Or what you just said made me uncomfortable. Or yes. you know, like those are those are ways you can protect yourself, protect your energy. And I have I just like learned that. to protect put, your energy. Yes. Yeah. Because I mean, we give isn't a that lot. what it all is? You know, like yeah. we're all putting out this energy, whether we know it or not. Right. You know? and, and, and we give a lot away on social yeah. media too. Yeah, totally. a lot. So I, I that could have factored into what I was feeling. You know, like I'm I'm giving so much, I'm putting so much out. I feel obligated to to post, or I feel obligated to interact with a re- reply, and mm-hmm. that is a job. Mm-hmm. You know, like. It weighs a lot. It weighs heavy on you. Yeah. So absolutely, and it well, takes you away nowadays. from other things. Yeah. Yes. Everything's going so fast, and everything's there's so much of everything. Now. Yeah, you know, it's like it's not just back in the day where whoever you're in the room with, that's all you got going on. Right. It's like yeah. we're one click away from just opening up a can of worms. Which, right. by the yeah. way, that room that you're talking about is the most important part right. in our lives. Is the people that you are present with, the people that you talk to. Right. They had a. Uh, Bradford had uh, Roger Steele on his podcast, and you guys talked about, like, I would rather have 20 of the right followers than 100K of the wrong followers. And Roger talked about what you just alluded to, which was protecting your energy. When Eastside Golf crossed him and got caught up, he wasn't going to sit down and just take that because it was important to him, like, I'm not cool with this. And here's what I'm going to do about it. You insulted me. You insulted my girl. I... I caught you being fake. Yeah. And boy, I love the way he flipped that. He did. He did a great job with it. And that I, I'm not trying to. Slick yeah. Yeah. Maneuvering was, right was, there. Uh, that was slick. It was, it was slick. Well, exactly. he, he was used slick. his God-given skill set yeah. um, in a way that was not only, you know, our culture kind of likes to watch a fight, you know, sure, but, sure. but it was also very good for him, too. Like, yeah. as he said... You know, that's a Chicago thing. Like, we're going to have it out. We're going to talk. And on your podcast, he talked about how on the West Coast, you don't know how people feel because they keep it to themselves. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 And that's somebody, uh, I have a lot of respect for what he does. And he's obviously very strongly rooted in his, it, it, the Chicago in him. So yeah. I, I respected that move. Um, mm. And, you know, like, th- there's something to be said about, you know, when you try to do something. Um, behind closed doors and you're not you don't get your needs met you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately that's that's what he felt like he needed to do and yeah turned out benefiting a lot of kids yeah. so he sure know, did. Like, yeah. Yeah, in a roundabout way you know it, 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 he did what he needed to do man I learned a lot about him from your guys' conversation because if you just kind of catch up with him on Instagram like in the last year or two it's like well here's this guy who has had a lot of you know doors opened up for him he's on these big platforms he's got these big deals but he's literally telling you guys I was negotiating between buying toilet paper and paying rent yeah, like man. I was down to my last dime telling people like i'm gonna come in and do a great job for you like he was he was hustling like there is such a great origin story with him and it's not rooted in like this um typical golf story like he grew up and his dad kind of forced it upon him and he grew to resent it a little bit left his clubs came out here realized like hey i need to bring that back into my life and now it's like the greatest thing he's ever done so it's crazy how many of these people have amazing stories that you typically don't get to hear because we just consume what's on our phone. You're right. Like, oh, here's mm-hmm. Roger roasting someone on Real Talk, you know. <laughs> right, like, right. But it's like, dude, this guy actually has one of the most humble stories I've ever heard. For sure. Mm-hmm. That, that's the power of, of what we do on the podcast. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't know that on any other medium or any other platform where we'd be able to mine that out of someone mm. in a safe and healthy way mm. i'm really proud about what group golf therapy represents mm-hmm. in golf we we jokingly say um we jokingly say a few things about the show if golf is 90 percent mental we have a lot to talk about yeah <laughs> and, boy is that true <laughs> yeah. oh and, my gosh and that group golf therapy is the trojan horse for golf to talk about their relationships and that. how they feel about it yeah and if we can foster an environment where someone feels comfortable telling their story and they, there's no judgment and like I see you for who you are, that, that breaks down a lot of preconceptions. It breaks down a lot of barriers. And ultimately, you know, like we're, we're talking about the episode right now because you listened to it and resonated with something that someone said on the show. So that's yeah. the beauty of what we do. And I'm so proud of Drew and I'm so proud of Connor. 
those two are powerhouses. Like I, I could not have teamed up with a better team. Wow, like, that's great. Th- those are my guys. One of the things you said when you were talking about your spiral, and you did say that your feet have since hit the ground, which yeah. I'm very happy to hear. One of the things that you said, you quoted Pete Holmes and said, Sometimes you got to burn down the forest to see what grows back. So my question to you is, what did you burn down and what grew back? Um, what was <laughs> we we talked about this like I think at the top of the show. What I burned down was Brad and Bradford arrived. Mm, nice. Like it, what I mean by that is like Brad was playing the game. Brad was trying to make everybody around him feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Brad was, you know, the, the and uh, how it started was like, oh, do you prefer Brad Bradford? Like Bradford, how many Bradfords do you know? You know, so Brad is easier. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't, I'm not going to make you, you know, have to fit all the syllables of my name into your mouth. I'm going to make it easier for you so that you feel comfortable with me so I feel comfortable. Yep. It, Bradford is is here to say like, Take me as I am. Yep. Mm. Bradford is here to say it's not always going to be pretty and and beautiful and curated. It's sometimes messy and sometimes I don't really know what I'm doing or where mm-hmm. this thing is going. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. And Brad also was someone who was like way too nice at times and was stepped on and was misled and was man. I I, I could tell you some stories off <laughs> off camera, man. Mm. Like. I was straight up lied to, you know, being Brad, being yeah. too cordial, being too friendly, mm-hmm. letting letting too much go. Yeah. And Bradford is is you. the adult me yeah. protecting Brad, saying like, "Man, you ain't know any better. Like, yeah. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we we, we got all got to learn. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. We all got to come up. Yeah. And uh, it's glad to see you're getting there, man. Yeah. And yeah, I love you. this concept of the older you protecting the younger you because you and Roger again talked about this you asked a very uh, a deep question of what would Roger Steele today tell Roger Steele the kid Mm -hmm. and he was talking about his dad and I think about this all the time because I have two young kids and when I look into these kids eyes they have the most fun in the world playing with a cardboard box it's not about (laughs) like what's in the box you know the Christmas present it's about the box we're going to make a spaceship about uh, out of it we're going to make a fort and I look into these innocent kids' eyes. They don't know what's going on in the world. They don't know what's on news. They don't have fights with anybody. They love everybody. Like, life is just one big laughing fest. And this world, specifically in America, is curated to, as you get older, we're going to continue to strip that away from you. It's, there's going to be more responsibility. There's going to be less laughing. There's going to be more stress. Your phone is going to ping you with emails and texts and DMs all the time. And all this stuff that you're laughing about right now, you're only going to enjoy it at a point in your life where you can barely remember it as you get older. Yeah. And I always think about that, about how joy is robbed from us because of the way like our life is set up. Yeah. It's just like, I look at him, I'm like, this is the most joyful you'll ever be. And that's so sad because it shouldn't happen to you this young. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it, it, we should all be experiencing this right Maybe. now. Yeah. Right. Yes. Maybe. Right, right, right. And now that the mental health and the awareness is in the conversation. Yeah, that's where the work is done to get to a point where maybe maybe we can balance all that and find as much or more joy. Right. You know, yeah. Like, who knows? I, I think I, I love that you just said that though because I think one of my my like missions as Bradford is to incorporate thirteen year old, seven year old, three year old right. Brad in right. everything that I do. Right. Like I, I try and do something for him. Every single right. day. That's right. great. It's like you know? makeup work. Yeah. 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 And and some uh, another guest we had on the show, and and a reason why that that question is such a staple for us, um, Sean Hotchkiss, a, a mental health coach and, and wellness coach. That's a technique he uses with his clients regularly. Uh-huh. Like walk, you know, walk around your neighborhood with the kid version of yourself. Talk mm. to him. Ask him questions. Like find out what it, you know. What's his favorite CD? You know, mm-hmm. what, what was on TV that night? What's mm-hmm. his favorite candy? Like, mm-hmm. just spend five minutes with that kid. That's so brilliant. That's, There's yeah. on. Um, I live in a part of Los Angeles, right by the Grove, and there's this massive mural of Virgil Abloh, the um, former uh, God rest his soul, former designer of uh, Off White, and he was the creative director of Louis Vuitton. There's this quote from him that says, "Everything I'm doing now." is 
for the 17 year old version of me. Oh, cool. And that's, and that's on my walk every day. I see yeah. that every day. Wow. So like, that's the, that How all of the things not, that he were able to accomplish was yeah. because of that kid. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about some of the mutual friends I mentioned at the top. Yeah. It's, well, one of them specifically, uh, Cole Young, Metalwood Studio. He's a good friend of uh, uh, of Ryan and of me. We love him. He's just got his finger on the pulse right now. It's like he can't miss. He can't miss. Yeah. So you wear a lot of Metalwood. I do. What came? I first? almost wore something today. But yeah. I, I settled on. Uh, I caught that, uh, <laughs> that green sweater with the wingtip. Oh yeah, you got the front. Yeah, the one that's so hot. Cold. That yeah. thing's hot. Um, what came first for you? Exposure to what he was making, or did you meet him first and then find out he was making stuff? Um, I was I was following Metalwood Studio first. Uh, then I saw his piece on Scratch, and just just because of the power of Instagram, the literal next day I got a message from. Uh, Darren Howard of uh, the format mm. um, saying, yo, let's let's play golf this weekend. I want to introduce you to someone. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was Cole. So we got there. I played around golf with him. I was like, oh, you're... Shit, metal, metal yeah, no shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. Goings? Yeah. <laughs> Cole Young? The Goings? Yeah. the same person? Uh -huh. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, so uh, yeah. From, from that meeting, he was also like, you know, yeah, I, I just came out with this new stuff. He like gave me a bucket hat, and I was like, "This is everything." I was like, "Wait, yeah. this this stuff is so hot." Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and, and I know that 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 Scratch Bees did incredible things for his brand and yep. everything. And now, you know, it's he's he's a, a mogul <laughs> in the space right now. Yeah. And I, I'm so proud of him, man. He's he's a good friend. And, yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to. Seeing what Metalwood does this year, and um, I'm, I hope to ride the coattails. Yeah. <laughs> so what's interesting is your relationship with Cole got you into some of his photos. You modeled yeah. some of his clothes. Uh, that's how I first saw you. Okay. And then I hit up Cole and said, "Hey, we would love to have Bradford model for us in one of these photo shoots." He connected us. Right. I reached out to you. You're right. You're right. I do remember this now. Yeah. 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 You couldn't do it for the greatest reasons possible and i really mean that you had already had a sponsorship that was conflicting with the one that we were trying to shoot which means that you were getting your bag which we love we're all about and um you were you're in a position in your life where you can't go and do things for just getting some photos out of it mm -hmm. which i also love and i wrote that back to you i'm like dude i'm so happy that you're sponsored and that you command a certain amount of compensation for your time dude that's great do you have anyone else you can put me in touch with? And you did. And we got to meet Gabe Cruz. Gabe Great Cruz. kid. Yeah. Oh my Great gosh. Kid. What a cool, what yeah. a cool guy. Great yeah. kid. He came down and he shot with us. Um, we went out and played nine holes. We got some amazing assets out there of it. There wasn't enough time in the evening. Yeah. Yeah. To keep it going. That's where we really bonded. Is yeah. we went and we yeah. we did a nineteenth hole together and uh, we hung out with him. Um, and just a great dude. So I wanted to thank you. I mean, what a small world, right? Like yeah. you to Cole. Then you to us, then you connect us with Gabe, and it's amazing. And Gabe, Gabe was such a cool dude. He had a lot of great things to say about you. Apparently, you went and watched him play golf one time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I pulled up on uh, an APGA event at Wilshire Country Club mm -hmm. and got to walk with him a little bit. And cool. somebody I, I hope to continue to create with because yeah. uh, he, he's someone, uh, I mean, he, I mean, I, you play with him. Yeah. Incredible golfer. Absolutely. Like, I, I can't wait to see him do more. And, and I don't take the position that I'm in lightly, you know, mm -hmm. like any time there, if, if I can't do something for some reason, I'm immediately plugging someone that I know or, mm -hmm. or that I want to see mm -hmm. do well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that's the way it works. Yeah. 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 And but especially, I mean, this is something I'm really passionate about. Um, black golfers specifically have the hardest time getting equipment and, and try and, buying into these mini tours like it costs thousands of dollars oh, totally. to to enter these tournaments with no guarantee you're getting anything back totally. these are professional golfers yep. who still have to pay for their equipment who mm -hmm. still have to like really really hustle and grind to eat you know yep. so anytime like i'm i'm so happy that you know something good came out of it for gay but i hope that leads to something else which leads to something else which leads to something else it's all part of it yeah which yeah. Is, that's yeah man that's 
I'm happy to know that, that yeah. y'all had a good time with them, man. You did that. You made that connection. And yeah. it was important for us. It was important for our client. It was important for good. him. And you made that happen. And we really connected because Gabe actually has a pretty old school mind. And he was like, hey, I don't like dressing like a jock. I like dressing old school. I like the old timers. Nice. And we're just like, dude, sweet. You know, so he was super into what we were doing. And, and it, was a, it was a legit connection and one that we will hopefully keep forever. And we told him, dude, if you need clothes... Let us know, man. That's what's up. That's, yeah. yeah, that was cool. I want to do some <laughs> rapid fire stuff as, uh, as as we wrap up here. Sure. Um, you asked this question on your podcast, and I'm directly ripping it off from you guys because I want to know your response to it. What's your favorite smell in golf? Oh man, um, I'm like I'm really particular about my hair care. Like, mm-hmm. take this up, like. Wait, my waves are so important to me. Yeah. I'm sure you know, you can you, see them. You yeah, know? yeah you, you got it going. You got good hair. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's it's specifically the smell that mm. kind of like comes down, like the the sweat that kind of comes down uh-huh. mixed with what the, you got the product. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And like you only get like a, you know a few whiffs of it per round, yep. but that it's specific to golf. It's specific to like. You know the sun shining on top of your head, a little yeah. bit of bead of sweat coming down, like all of that. If I could bottle this up uh-huh. and like, yeah, <laughs> you know, totally. That's yeah, it. totally. Your favorite smell in golf? That's, I mean, it's easy for me. It's it's all the old Clubman products that oh. all the old clubs used to have. Um, that and the OG pink hand soap. In all the old men's locker rooms, you know, <laughs> the it, powder. something about that stuff. You're just like, damn, that smells good, yeah. you know. Like, and it makes me just think of being a kid because it's like for me, golf was like, like, I, it, it wasn't all the time, you know. Like, we were, you know, living on the coast. My mom was was, you know, worked her pants off to support all of us, and you know, it was Thanksgiving and Easter. We would go out to Grandma and Grandpa's house, and so like the golf like getting a taste of it or just going in their cart and going out there going to the club for dinner or something mm. it was just like the special occasion you know yeah. so it was like hey i gotta go to the bathroom you know and i go in there <laughs> use every product yes all the stuff and i was just like this place is a mecca you know yeah. I'm like the old guy smoking cigars and clearly it's had a huge influence in my life you know <laughs> yeah, yeah but like those smells i to be honest with you i couldn't pinpoint one it's all of that just like old yeah, aura you know yeah. like it, it brings me back to that childhood feeling of just like being starstruck like this is cool this is a different world yeah this is cool like i just want to taste this more yeah you know? that's the power of a smell man. Mm, like, no doubt like mm, that's just, why that question is so important it's so important and it, it can stumps transport anyway, you give yeah. him a, give him a, a, a sniff so this is clubman special reserve we named okay. the shirt after this if i unscrew this the fire alarm's gonna go off yeah. it, it is the most that pungent propane. thing in the world it's, it's our favorite thing we love it if i wear this around my wife she will go get a hotel for a week. I'm not <laughs> She's offended. She's All right. offended. Just, but just get a, have a little smell of it. Tell, tell, tell us what you think. That's the fire starter. That's the fire right starter. That's, yeah. the, that's the, you squirt that on the, yeah, yeah man, that's. That's like boys weekend. Yeah. You're away from the gal. You're like. Yes. <laughs> this you will know? clear a room if you walk yeah. in wearing it, but you'll be happy about it. Yeah. People yeah. will be like, oh, I'm out of here. And yeah. you're like, damn right yeah. you are. You know? <laughs> This is it right here. You yeah. walk in the room, somebody yeah. walks in, I'm like, grandfather? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> right, totally. I love the audacity that they call it special reserve, too. Like, this is the thing that's just going to knock you out. Yeah. I, wore, I, I wear this when I play golf. Ryan introduced me to it. I wear it when I play golf. I was standing next to my friend as we were watching another friend putt, and he got close to me. He's like, Hawk, I don't know if anyone told you the war is over. <laughs> <laughs> what a great line. It was a great line. Great yes, line. Yes, and I'm like, yep, yeah, well... We're, we're, we're keeping that era going. Give um, that man a medal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what does mind your golf mean? You say this a lot. I think I know what it means, but mind your golf is the tagline of the podcast. What does it mean, mind your golf? Um, I think if you asked me and Connor and Drew this question, we would have different interpretations of it. But for me, mind your golf is literally applying mindfulness to how you play Mm. um for example walking 18 holes with the younger version of yourself walking 18 holes with the version of yourself that first learned to play golf Mm -hmm. 
gets you out of your head, gets you off your phone, gets you into the game, mm. gets you into to you know what is my purpose here today? What are, you know what what am I doing today? What am I thinking about today? Um, mind your golf also means minding those around you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a ten. You might be a three. You might be a twenty-three, mm-hmm. and that, that's not directed at y'all. No, I mean, <laughs> you have it backwards, but you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. You know, but but uh, applying that mindfulness means doesn't matter what your ability is. I'm learning something from you. I'm learning something. I'm picking up some. Oh, see how yeah. grips that club. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm literally paying attention to how mm-hmm. you golf. Um, mind your golf is like taking care of, the, taking care of the course. Love that. God bless you. Like Love that. fix your, fix your pitch marks, man. Like oh. fix your divots. You yep. know, like yep. mind your golf. Yeah. Think about why you're there. Yeah, man. That is, that is awesome. Yeah. The last thing I want to ask you is. You are an incredible presence on social media. You have inspired so many people. Who do you look at on social media, whether you know them in person or not, and who inspires you? Um, Great question. That is a good question. The, the question is specifically who on social media or who in the golf space? Either way. Yeah, although you know what? Either way, but let's take the golf space just since this is a golf show, and, yeah. and we might know the person you're talking about. Um, man... Uh, not there. There, to be honest with you, there are not too too many. Well, like. and before you before <laughs> you come up with your answer, that's a bit of a problem, right? Yeah. Because if we're just going for quick clickbait and substanceless content, that's not my game. That's man. not your we're, game. We're, we're playing which is what for games. It, it, so, and that's what makes you different. Yeah. So maybe the answer is no one. Yeah. But that's why I wanted to ask you because you are providing something so different and so inspirational. Is there anyone else out there that's doing it for you? And if the answer is not right now, then I would say that's very honest it's, and it's, it should be a wake-up call to everyone else out there to step their shit up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I jokingly say, um, you know, I, I observe golf content for storytelling, for visuals, for... So, so maybe maybe there there are some folks out there like I, I I love what the Fire Pit Collective is doing. I love what No Laying Up does. I love what Christian Hafer does. Mm-hmm. Um, where I'm going, what I want to do, what I want to see. I'm looking at people like Issa Rae. I'm looking at Quinta Brunson. I'm looking at Lena Waith. I'm mm-hmm. looking at um, folks that that have taken their social media, their creativity, and completely flipped it and are impacting the culture in a way that is so far beyond what they started out as. Mm -hmm. Like, Issa Rae started Awkward Black Girl on YouTube and is, like, the second biggest media mogul on the planet now yeah, like yeah. like you know like something that has transcended mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. evolved and and just grown and ballooned into something that is like completely unrecognizable from where it started wow. i think that's that is what i what i see that's the that's the north star for me that's awesome that's really cool uh, we do want to give you this. You have been a wonderful guest. This is a gold smoking Tom lapel pin. Oh, Ryan man. and I are wearing it. Uh, I typically pin it on someone's lapel. Uh, <laughs> but you, you can uh, do you. with that what you want. But that uh, signifies that you've been a wonderful guest on this show. And if you I guys have enough that. booze in your glasses, I would love to uh, do a cheers to the fellowship. Yeah. Thank you, Bradford. That was amazing. Thank, that was Thank you so much. Thank you very cheers. much. Cheers. See you next time, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I got some chapstick for you. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fellowship episode 17, but you're going to hear me call it episode 16 in a matter of moments because I screwed it up and we're taping this after the fact. Ryan Engel, my resident guest is here. I'm Adam Hawk. Ryan, how are you doing? Good All to right. see everybody. Okay, great. That was excellent for the podcast listeners yeah, who yeah. didn't know that you were saluting the camera and uh, deferring to uh, nonverbal communication. I'm so excited to be back. It's been a while since I've been in this location. Cheers. And uh, you remodeled it, and it looks great. Good job. All right. Are you in a hurry for something? Uh, we no. I'm not. I'm not. No. Not in a hurry. No. Bradford Wilson is yeah. uh, is here, and I just gave away the introduction. But uh, we do have a great guest, and he is that great guest, and we can't wait to speak to him. Yeah.
Okay, are you gonna is that good? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did. You know we what? We did it. Hey, we guys. did it. Welcome back. Yeah, Welcome back. And clearly, it's been a while. Uh, that we got to knock the rust off. And we're back. Yeah.